tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. All right, well, maybe next week we'll have something. I, there ain't going to be too much editing. I'm just, all the cussing, all the angering, the stuttering, spitting. I don't know. I think you probably called uh, Colin Coppendick a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm a bad. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I need to this go back and edit it. This is you just getting it as it is. It's going up tonight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> as is. As is. Uncut. Nerdy black chicks uncut. <laughs> right. You are listening to. Just thinking out loud. Episode is gonna be our hot, our tidies and bullshit episode. We have man, to we say that every time, and every time we do it, America fucks up, and we end up coming to the mic mm-hmm. mad about some shit. So here we are again, mm-hmm. mad every fucking time. All right, here we are again. You are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud, the podcast where the nerdy black chicks talk about news, politics, entertainment, pop culture, current events, and of course, general ratchetness. I am the She Be at She Be Show Nuff on Twitter, and of course, I'm here with my co host and my fam, Abujetta Rising. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, so we're not happy. Just letting you know right now, there's not going to be any kind of order. As many times as we say, oh, we're going to get it together, we're going to try to get it organized, fuck organization, we got shit to talk about right now. So might as well just go on and get into it. Um, The way I said, anything we got to talk about, it's going to all come back around full circle because it's all tied in together. Yeah. So where do we start? At least got to get a starting point. I guess we should start with... So many. Yeah, I, I guess what we'll start with um, uh, the two most recent shootings. Mm-hmm. One in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we know the history of black people and police in Tulsa. Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. We'll just start with that. Leave it there. Marinate on that. Yeah. Think about it for a minute. Um, okay, you go ahead, because right now my, my mind's spinning. Can you get can you get the recap? You all know what happened. There was a man who had car ch- trouble. Um, apparently, he had car trouble. Um, police were called. I'm not sure 
if he, he himself called the police, they did play a 911 tape. Um, Terrence Culture. Culture. Crutcher? Crutcher. Crutcher? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Terrence Crutcher. Um, he had car trouble. His car stalled in the middle of the road. And uh, apparently several people had called the police because there was a 911 tape release um, of a woman saying that there was a vehicle in the middle of the road. The doors were open. Um Police responded to the scene and located Mr. Crutcher and his vehicle um, in the middle of the road. We don't know what the exact exchange was between the officer. This this um this happened on September the 16th. So um, anyway, the officer, female officer, this is Officer Shelby. Um, she approached pr- approaches him, but you can see on camera there are uh, three other officers on the scene as well. I guess they all come kind of one after the other. Anyway, she's talking to him. His hands are clearly in the air from the dash cam footage. Once they all three get behind him, there's aerial footage. Mr. Crutcher's hands are still in the air. Uh, seconds later, he is shot by Officer Shelby and later succumbs to his injuries. Um, and it's been a firestorm surrounding this case, especially because of the visual evidence. And also from the dialogue that is heard from the helicopter cops, the aviation unit, they're, they're following it. And they say... This looks like a really bad guy. Um, Mr. Crutcher was unarmed. He was in need of assistance. And he ended up dead. And here we are again. Here we are again, exactly. So we have a man who clearly has his hands up in the air. Now, we keep hearing, uh, but he didn't comply. Like, how much more compliance do you need? He's got his hands in the air. You see him at some point putting his hands on the top of the vehicle. What is he doing? The windows are rolled up. But, of course, they're probably going to tell us that, you know, we didn't know if the windows were up or down or he could have had a gun on the top of the the, the uh, hood of his car. We don't know what could have been. Of course, they'll come up with all kinds of stories. Now, she claims that she thought that he was on something. What gave her the impression that he was on something is still not clear. He was stalled out in the middle of the road. Now, once again, we're in a situation where if we can't call the police to help us, then then what? What are our options? You just stand there with your vehicle yeah, in the middle of the road. Names, I don't have the names of the, the previous. This has happened lately. Over the summer, a couple of guys, um, I think it was at least two other black males who had car trouble, ended up dead. So this has kind of been a rash of events that have been happening with police. Um, of course... There are new reports saying that the officers found a vial of PCP in the car, which when I heard this last night, I was completely incensed to I I mean, it was maddening to see that they were going to quickly jump to the oh, well, there's drugs in the car. First of all, when was the last time you heard of any motherfucker using PCP? That's what I want to know. Like, I I mean, I was a cop for seven years and that shit went out. Like in the late 90s, like PCP, there are stories. Police tell stories of motherfuckers on PCP. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was on PCP in his life. Maybe he dibbled in dabs. He's 40 years old. But I haven't, I cried foul because I've never even heard of anyone having fucking PCP. But I find it really convenient that that one singular vial of PCP was found in the vehicle after you shot him down. And that your, her, her um, explanation is he was behaving irrationally and she didn't know what he was going to do. Um, her lawyers say that put his hand down, his left hand down, like he was going to go in his pocket, and that's when she shot. The fuck out of here! There are four fucking cops on the scene. This Mm. is a stalled-out vehicle in the middle of the road. You got reports it's out there. You see the car out there. 
he's he's un, he's his hands are in the air the entire time of his and I guess he's not listening to you. Maybe she's saying stand right here and talk to me. Maybe he is walking away. But when does not complying end up in a death sentence? When does that become the normal in police work? And you know everybody knows I'm very fucking pro police, very. But when you watch this video over and over, you're waiting to see. Because I look everything that I judge on police work. Is it reasonable for me to have done that? If he's walking away from me, I know my personality. I would have walked up closer to him. Yo, sir, what's the deal? Let me. Get, I would get in front. I would become confrontational in a verbal way. I never, in my wildest dreams, imagined with all the motherfuckers that walked away from me that I could say, "Oh well, bam." You're not listening to me. Boop. I'm just gonna kill you. That's what that clearly was. And I, I'm shocked. I mean, I'm, I'm not shocked that it happened because it's happened so often. But And then to throw the crack, the, the PCP angle out there. It's like people don't trust the police as it is. And now here we go again with this bullshit. We, in the 90s, that was the big story. With, what was his name? Mark Thurman. He was planting evidence. Yeah. That was the big story about LAPD planting evidence on, uh, yeah. on suspects. And here we go. Now, this story ran the entire day, right? All day yesterday, this story ran. All of a sudden now, dusk hits, and now we hear about this vial of PCP. <laughs> like, y'all didn't find oh, that? You, you didn't search the vehicle immediately after, and this wasn't information that was available immediately after? Now yeah. we're just finding Wild about PCP. out about it hours later. Oh yeah, there was. He was coming home from uh from uh, community college, going home to his family. Car stalls out. Nobody asked, sir. Uh, are you okay? Do you need some sort of assistance? Do you need help? No. The first thing is to come with guns drawn. Why? Because there is a big black man standing in the middle of the street with a car just stalled out. Like that doesn't make you want to ask questions. Why is his car just out here in the middle of the street? You know, and it's like, had he been a white male or a white female or anybody that wasn't black, that would be probably the first thing an officer would have ran up, especially you know, they would have ran up and said, what's wrong? Because that's just not, it's it's abnormal, but you know, if you, you're on a highway, cars break down all the time, so you would think that that would be the first thing that you would ask. Whatever their dialogue was, it was something that he was not standing there talking to her. So we don't know how she came across. Evidently, this is a cop or woman who she relies heavily on her her position of power to, you know, she he wasn't complying with her. He's walking away. And I always say this with men. Men, police officers, I've always seen, they kind of get a personal thing to it. Like, oh, the person's not listening to me. It's a battle of the fucking egos, a mano a mano pissing contest. It's not often that you see women do that, but it's not to say that it doesn't happen. So this, here's a man who's not listening to you for whatever reason. And I would love to know what that first couple of seconds of conversation was. You don't have to do, especially when you're not doing anything wrong. I wonder if she approached him like he was some type of suspect, if she thought that that wasn't his car. Like, I don't know what it was. But whatever it was, he's walking away from her and she's telling him to stop. Whatever, why ever, however. But... That is something that's par for the course in police work. People don't listen. That's what it is. They don't have. They're not. And they're especially if they're not committing a crime, they don't have to. Right. They don't have to stop and do something because you're telling them to do that. If they're not committing a crime, his car is broke down. I'm not sure how she fucking approached him. I'm. I'm gonna bet it was nasty. 
I'm, a, I'm just going to bet on the fact that she killed this man for not listening to her. I'm just going to assume she was an asshole. And then the, the fact that they throw the drugs on at the end because he was behaving irrationally. She's the one with the gun out. Right. You're irrational. This is a, car, a fucking stalled car, and you have, you've gone with all the shit on your belt, your baton, your mace, all the shit that uh, you can call for backup. With all the other options you have, you went straight for your gun. Didn't another officer taser him first? Yeah, I think that they kind of. Pop- it looks like they might have done it simultaneously. So I another officer taser, used a taser, but she used her gun. Yeah, and, and this and is- that happened with the kid who was killed that broke into the car dealership. The one officer used his taser on him. The other one shot him. Jaquan McDonald in uh, Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, forgive me. I'm trying to keep up with the names, but they're coming out so fast, and there's so many of them. I, I can't even keep them all in order now when <laughs> this is the thing that gets me is that they're always trying to make it look like we're irrational we're crazy we're we're getting out we're charging at them we're aiming guns at them we're doing everything that the average person with any kind of sense that hasn't lost their mind wouldn't do but yet, yeah, they're the ones that firing at their imaginations. Because most of the time, yeah. it's always a perceived fear. I thought he might have had a gun. I felt like he was being a threat. I thought my life was in danger. You're shooting at your imagination, but we're the crazy ones. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and, and you know, this is I, the irony of this is this falls on the heels of the much criticized. There's such an outroar of the Colin Kaepernick um, protest. Colin Kaepernick, or the, uh, Kaepernick, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Who was it? The, the first week of NFL, like the first week of football, um, the opener. I guess that's the first week of September, second week in September. Um, during the national anthem. And reporters, there was such a firestorm, they asked him why he was doing it, and he was doing it to protest police brutality. He was saying, and he had a, a, a very lengthy explanation. This is a very articulate black man who said, I'm not going to stand for a flag in a country where people who are like me are being shot down in the streets and their killers are getting paid leave. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the All Lives Matter people went nuts, the Blue Lives Matter people went crazy, um, the protests. It's turned into other um, NFL players and athletes from all sports doing it. I know right now there's a big deal with the Miami Dolphins. Quite a few, I think it was four of them, took a knee during their their last game. And then the uh, the Miami Police Department or some police department in their area said that they would refuse to do security for the Dolphins until they stand up. Little shit here and there where assholes are really offended that people are taking a knee or putting up the black power fist. I know... Um, some I, I forget what team did that, um, but athletes were protesting, and people were upset. Oh, how dare you talk about the flag or disrespect the flag? Blah blah blah. And now those same people were silent. Mm-hmm. Those same people that I mean, this was a fucking outrage. It was an uproar on every channel. Can you believe it? Um, you had actresses and actors wanting to speak up, and how dare you disrespect the flag? And now another black man. Terrence Crutcher has been murdered for, and this is clearly on video for no fucking reason whatsoever. And the same people are silent. And if they're not silent, it's, they're it's making crazy. excuses for it. 
They're justifying it. The ones yeah. that aren't quiet are justifying it. Oh, well, you don't know what happened. We don't have the full story. Uh, he, look at him. He was acting. Well, he should have complied. He should have done this. He should have done that. Whatever he should have done, they should not have killed him. Let's yeah. talk about what they should not have done. She should not have yeah. pulled the trigger and killed that man. But we don't talk about what she should not have done. Right. And the whole thing about the flag, it, it wasn't even about the protest. Because when it comes down to it, as long as they hate what they protest, the way that we do it is never going to be acceptable anyway. Mm-hmm. And because they look yeah, at you us. You had people say. Go ahead. You, you had people saying. And I, and I was saying. Um, and I was. I got into it with a um, couple of. Um, one in particular. Not a couple. I had a couple join me getting after him. But uh, it was one or two of them I saw. Their big thing was, oh, if Colin Kaepernick cares so much, where he, why? Let's see if he donates. Let's see. Okay, his because of this protest, his um, jersey was the top selling jersey. And I was, there's a couple people I saw on Facebook purchase a jersey. I wish I had the money. I would cop money one too. Um, but he, you know, his, his Sterling's jersey is the highest selling jersey right now. He donated all the proceeds for, of his jersey to issues dealing with this protest. He donated before. And because of his protest, his, the owner of the 49ers also donated a million dollars to the cause. So, yeah, it started with taking the knee, but it progressed. Mm-hmm. People were still there, but people were pissed off either way. It doesn't even fucking matter. It's like, okay, well, he, what's taking a knee going to do? Okay, he put his money behind his taking a knee. Now what? Oh, that still doesn't make you happy. People just, it's, it's like th- this country is so polarized. And it really frustrates me that I was having this conversation with black policemen. Um, this is a friend of mine who I work with, but he was a school police. I want to clarify, he wasn't really on the street with us, but we all work together in the same thing. He's now um, vice president to the FOP chapter, the largest FOP chapter in Maryland. Now this is, we all know, you've seen the FOP, very white boys club. For him to be the second vice president is a big deal and he made a speech about him you know he's posted it and i made sure to hit, i made sure to hit him up hey don't forget where you from bro <laughs> but it's like you're in a position where you could influence people and you're saying dumb shit mm. so it's like how do we even get change when you have someone who looks like you in a position where they could actually make a little bit of a difference who is fucking lost i mean i, I just i mean i've been, spent a lot of time being angry over the last 24 hours <laughs> looking at this situation and i just really don't see an end in sight to this madness i really don't <coughs> but of course there's not going to be an insight because just as we're still learning about uh details from that shooting i'm on twitter and, and there's another hashtag that's starting to grow yeah. hashtag keith lamont scott now this is a man who was sitting in his car at his apartment complex now his family says that he was in his car reading a book waiting for his son to come home from school and uh, police arrive because they were looking for somebody that they had a warrant for I don't know if they ever got the guy they were looking for but they saw him now their story is is that he got out of his car with a weapon in his hand Then he went back in his car, at which point they approached him, and then he came back out of the car with the weapon in hand again. They say they told him to drop the weapon. He didn't, and they shot him, killed him. He died. Mm 
his daughter comes shortly after this she puts up a video on facebook live where she's explaining that they shot her dad they kill she is screaming she is inconsolable she is furious she is feeling every emotion that anybody could possibly feel knowing that their father had just been shot for absolutely no reason at all and now we have another name another hashtag this is out of uh south carol um south carolina yeah please so what do you do and now they're saying and, and south carolina it, it, even if you have permission to have the gun if, if you're allowed to have the gun who cares if he had the gun the fact is that he had it. he was a black man that had it because if you're telling me that i have a second amendment right that says that i'm allowed to carry this thing as long as i've got the license to prove that i can carry it and that i may not be able to have it open carry but i can have it in my vehicle you're going to shoot me because you see i have it how is it that y'all get to interpret the laws right then and there? If he's wrong for having the gun, then you take him in so that he can face a judge for having it. You do not be judge, jury, and executioner. Because you're fucking scared. If you're scared of people that you're supposed to protect, then don't take the motherfucking job. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the anger and that's the frustration. Why are you guys doing this? Like, if you are that, I policed in my community for seven years, one of the most violent places on the, in, in, the, in, in the state, in the country. Scared on a normal, I think, on a daily basis. You're supposed to be scared. You have to have a little bit of fear. But to the point where I'm shooting motherfuckers, do you know how many times people didn't listen to me, walked away from me? This is my community. These are people that remind me of brothers and sisters and aunties and this and that. So I had a fear level, but never to the point where I'm just jumping out, shooting and killing motherfuckers. Just killing people. If you can't handle the job, if you know you're going to be working in an inner city and you have a fear of black people, it doesn't add up. I know it's an easy check. Go fucking police fucking um, bumfuck Virginia somewhere. Don't come to our area if you are that terrified. You're shooting at your imagination. Right. Terrence Crutcher was a father of four. Gone. Just gone because this bitch is scared. And the, uh, like you said, I don't know much about his story, but he played the video of his daughter crying and screaming, My daddy is dead. Th this is what you're doing. You want us to be worried about a motherfucking terrorist. Right. And, and man at America. But on a daily basis, we have to see our people terrorized like this. Pulled over. Scared for your fucking car to break down. Any police encounter can be your last. This is, this is the, and you're mad because we don't want to fucking stand for this fucking flag. No, people care more about the flag than they care about equality. They care, they like what it looks like, but they don't care what it means. And they don't care that it hasn't been like that for us. Mm-hmm. And they won't say shit about it. They'll get mad at Colin Kaepernick, but won't come out and say, damn, what just happened? This is wrong. Be 
Because what it all comes down to is when we stand up and we're looking at this flag and they're pissed off because we don't want to stand for the flag. It's because of what it means to them. We're supposed to honor what it means to them. We're supposed to honor whiteness. That's all that that damn flag and that song represent. It represents whiteness. And if we do not stand and show reverence to it, we're not appreciative of all the things that white people have done for us. Because they swear they saved us. They saved us from ourselves. <laughs> it's like, really? Mm-hmm. But we can't even walk down the street. The land of the free. It's a lie. It's all a fucking lie. Yeah. But we're supposed to honor it and reverence it because, well, it's 9-11. Guess what? People are dying all the time. Do we stop? Yeah. Do we have to honor everything because somebody died someday? You don't want to even honor the lives of people that you know died for no reason at the hands of police officers. And you know it. Too busy making excuses. Oh, there's just a few bad apples. These are people who are writing bad tickets and making up uh, uh, false reasons like you ran a stop sign but you didn't. They're doing things that are causing harm. They cannot be undone. They are taking lives. They're not just taking money. They're not just they're not just uh kicking down the doors of of people that that they're at the wrong house. That I didn't mean to raid this house. Uh, we'll replace your door. It's not that they're killing people. Killing people. Yeah. We can't just write that off as a few bad apples. Just the same way that you don't want to write off the uh the one guy that in in New Jersey, New York, for planting a bomb as a bad apple. You're not going to just write him off. You want to go ahead and seal off the entire damn border and want to ban an entire group of people. You want to ban an entire religion because of a few bad apples. But I don't hear you talking about banning police officers. They're fucking killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cherry pick. It, it, I mean, it. yeah, it really, it really is. I guess, it, you know, it's always been this way. You know, I just think that nowadays camera footage and, and dash cam footage, all this stuff is being released. And that, and there's so many there's this is why people don't trust the police. This is a historic thing. You know, I became a police officer knowing the history in my country. The police were used basically as a hand of the Ku Klux Klan. It's terrorized people. And we've come a long way. There was a time where black people weren't allowed to be cops. There was a time in our country where Negro I'm doing air quotes everybody, Negro police were hired but told that they could not apprehend white people. Mm. We've come a long way with policing in this country, but we haven't come long enough. We mm. haven't come far enough. And when you have police organizations and leadership that do some bullshit like, I want to protest Beyonce for saying stop killing us. When you come out as an FOP or whomever leadership you're from in the police department and you say shit like this. And then you flat out fucking deny that anything from Tamir Rice... To um, what was his name? Um, Crawford, who was shot in the Walmart. No, there's nothing that, that you don't ever see like a big police union voice say, you know what, this was wrong. That you you've had a 12 year old boy. Now we had a 13 year old over the last weekend who had a BB gun who was shot. Now police are saying that. Well, no, reports are saying that, despite what the police said, he was shot in the back. Um, 13 year old with a BB gun. They said he was five foot even. He looked like a child. He was shot and killed, um, I think, the weekend before last or last weekend. Now you have Terrence Crutcher. Now you have this new man who his family said that he was reading a book. He was armed with a book. The police made a statement that came forward. They said they did recover a gun. 
to the point now where you can't even fucking believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my husband's a police officer. I'm a police family. I'm a police supporter. But after y'all hit me with the sprinkle of crack, right? There was a Dave Chappelle. There was a Dave Chappelle skit where he, he's joking, and at the end of it, he's talking about police, and he's like, "Oh well, he didn't have a gun. Ha ha." Sprinkle a little crack on him. I think that was Dave Chappelle. It was. was it Chris Rock? One of them. It was Chris Chappelle. Like, sp- sprinkle some crack. Sprinkle on some crack. Him. On now him. you're telling me you want to sprinkle some PCP and make this shit right? Fuck, he had PCP in the car. We're right in killing him. What the fuck? I, I just, I, I, I'm shocked and I'm angered. You know, my fian- my husband now. He, you know, like I said, he's a cop. And he, he spent the day at work when Terrence Crutcher happened talking to his co-workers. And he said, Tanya, it's just as polarized. The white cops see it one way. The black cops see it another. And he's like, I'm glad I'm here to be a big black man and say that could be me to them. You have to say the fact that we have to keep fucking repeating it. Like you said, well, at this point, it's a choice. You guys are choosing not to give a fuck. Right. It's there. You're choosing not to care. I don't know. It's exhausting. It's infuriating. It's frightening. It's numbing. We're just, I'm so tired. I am so tired. I have a son who's nearing adulthood. And I know I can't be, you know, fortunately we live in a a small kind of area where we haven't had to deal with a whole lot of trouble. And most people know who each other are. But you know, these things aren't, it, small towns aren't immune to this. No. Big cities, small towns, is happening all over. Because people have these preconceived ideas of what black people are and what we are capable of doing. Everything except for being the same things that they can be. Fathers, mothers, sons, athletes, students, pastors, doctors. They don't see the things that we have in common that we could be they just see what we might possibly be because we're different and that's the price we pay that's the price we get to pay for being black in america is being different and possibly dangerous because they don't know what we could be it's crazy um i was um we were talking um we, me and um, Manny were out. Uh, we were in Bel Air. Um, I think that we, I had a doctor's appointment out there, and we went to lunch at Chick Fil A. And I hate Chick Fil A. I'm number one. He likes it. I hate Chick Fil A, and I, I don't. I wouldn't spend my money there. But hey, he was buying. I wanted a chicken sandwich, so I ate it. Anyway, we're sitting there, and uh, girls gotta eat. You know, you girls gotta eat. So we're sitting there, and. I'm watching people come in, and I hate to be, you know, Huey from fucking um, the boondocks all the time. But these are the thoughts that go through my mind in life. And especially this election season has been very – it's been highly racialized. Trump has been a dick the whole time. He said the most racist shit in the world, his supporters. You know, like race is constantly on the mind. The thing with Colin Kaepernick and the the way people reacted, burning his jerseys, seeing you fucking pieces of shit burn his jersey like you own this motherfucker and just the reaction has just made me side-eye pretty much a lot of people so i'm sitting there in the restaurant and i'm thinking um here and they behave a certain way they act a certain way as if we're not the same you know and i think back to things i've learned at my job my new job with these older white people and they'll tell me stories of when they were young how many times they were 
the police chase them. I've had people that I older white people tell me they got drunk, led people on a police chase. They they fought here, were locked up there. They're never criminalized for their actions. Mm-mm. You know, white people drink. They fight each other. They they are they are on drugs. Lately, now there um there's been an uproar. There was um I forget what state this was in. A cop posted a picture of two heroin addicts with their four year old in the back seat. They're like strung out in the front seat. This isn't new. White people ain't just started being on heroin. When I was a cop back in '07, '06, that's what you're locking up, crossing from one side of town to the other one to come get their dope. Mm-hmm. They've been drug at. They're on dope out here in the counties. They have illegal guns in their house. Their kids are doing fucked up shit, but they are not criminalized. Their shit is either wiped under the rug. You know, it's looked at as a, like the Ryan Lochte thing. Now, um, we had the, Olymp- the Olympics happen, whatever everybody knows. Ryan Lochte went over there and showed his natural white ass. He fucking lied. He said the people, he, he destroyed property. He pissed all over some shit. The, the police tried to stop him. He acted like an asshole American and jumped on a plane and left, it, left his boys to get stopped and questioned. Right. When he comes back to America after being a disgrace, a fucking disgrace to our country, he, what he did was a crime. Lying to the police, that's a crime. He sat there. He, he committed a crime and lied to the police. He destroyed property. They tried to stop him. He fucking lied. He comes back to America. He's on Dancing with the Stars. Covered hmm. up. And, oh, it's okay. Can you imagine if one black athlete had done that? Could you imagine? Let's say it was was, uh, uh, Chris Brown. He'd do that shit here, and he can't even get a break. No. No. (laughs) You couldn't get a break. Look, fucking, um, what's her name? Gabby Douglas made a fucking face or something like that. And, oh, criticized, ostracized. She's not a real American. She didn't put her hand on her heart when they were talking about the flag. This bitch, Ryan Lochte, committed a fucking crime and comes back and is patted on the back by white America. Shot on a show. Oh, yeah. To yeah, showcase yeah. himself. To make It'll be one, okay. To parlay that into something better. This is what they do every day. All the time. And you have a black man who's a father of four who's in college trying to better himself. His car breaks down and he's dead because the officer couldn't keep her fucking wits about her. And, and the one in the helicopter said he looks like a bad guy. And they're saying that, oh, they didn't hear each other. Bitch, tell that to somebody who has never been in police work. When, when, because if you can't hear the fucking helicopter cops. What they there the point for. Of having a helicopter. Right. Right. That's what they're, they're, they're the ones who are telling you he made a left over here. I see him in the fucking alley over there. You have a communication with Foxtrot. That's what we call our um our helicopter in Baltimore. Foxtrot, we have a You're talking to him. You're talking to each other. That's why you have fucking radios. <laughs> he looks like a bad guy. And for walking, being black and walking. And, then, and so his, his looking like a bad guy was a death sentence. And if I'm not, and I got to go back and listen. But I could swear, I thought I heard somebody say, yeah, we're going to have to taste this thing. I got to go back and listen. something like that, too. I think so. I, I have to go back and listen, too. Because I was sitting there, you know, washing dishes, and mm-hmm. I, I sat up, and I was like, wait a second. Taste that thing. Thing. Hmm. This is a man. Hmm. <sighs> and just by being black. This is what he got. How many white people have shot at yeah. police officers and been taken in? Then you had somebody that was uh, that was um holed up somewhere, and, and, and in Dallas 
they sent the damn robot with a bomb on it. And the white guy, they sent a robot with a cell phone. <laughs> a cell phone. So they can be in communication. Talk to each other out. Work out your feelings. Fuck your feelings. I'm not saying that they should have killed him. What I'm saying is, if you don't have to kill him, you shouldn't have to kill the black man either. Me shoot, if you're going to kill just, people, kill you know, everybody. If you kill them all or don't kill them all. Which one is it? Right. It, it, you know that somebody po- posted a meme because they people were protesting or angry and outraged that Colin Kaepernick took a knee, and they are angry and boo him. But it was funny that President Obama got booed on nine eleven. They showed his face talking to you know an NFL. He said a message about nine eleven and reports all across the country. His dumb motherfuckers booed the president. Boy. But we Here he is. Most he's the president, right? It's not unpatriotic to vilify, to call him racial slurs, or to boo your own president. That's not unpatriotic, but it's unpatriotic for him to take a knee. You guys can do whatever you want. We have to, like you said, show what they expect for us to appreciate their freedoms. Right, and it's just it's it's very frustrating. Like you said, it's just I'm tired of it. You know, everybody says I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That was another headline they had on MSNBC. Like one of the, I guess the speakers, one of the um, at the the second police shooting of the man who they said had a book but had a gun or whatever the story is, and the the quote underneath of it was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. We are, black people have endured so much in this fucking country. Um, Donald Trump said. Mm. Over, I think last night at some rally, um, he'd been showing his ass, guys. He, he every, if y'all know, y'all know you've been watching. He'd been showing out. his ass. Oh, she'd been showing it, and he said he's his newest thing. First, it was, <laughs> first it was, what do you got to lose, black people? Might as well vote. You ain't got nothing. You have nothing to lose, blacks. No, African Americans, you have nothing to lose. Vote for me. Last night it was, this is the worst time in history ever. Ever, he says ever three times in a row. Ever, ever, ever for African Americans. This is the worst. What? What about slavery? What about Jim Crow? What about separate but equal? What about the shit we've endured in this country for hundreds of years? This is the worst time? For real? And then his commentators on CNN doubled down, doubled down on it. Because I think the commentator was like, well, what about slavery? <laughs> when you have to say, what about slavery? Right. like a side note to motherfuckers. <laughs> this, do you understand history at all? Nope you for one week if you don't think that was the worst time in black people's existence in this country let me just get y'all for one week as my slave and i'm gonna hold you in accordance to the standards of 1725 i'm gonna treat you like black people were treated then if that's not the worst time if it wasn't the worst time in our history where we weren't allowed to go in the certain parts of this country where we couldn't go in the fucking Woolworths or the regular fucking store but we weren't allowed to sit down and be fed like a normal person Let's go back to this. That's not the worst. Time. This is the worst time ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. The shit that they say so insensitive and and, and t- it's just it, it's despicable. Well, it all comes back it's to it all goes back to that's the time that he wants to go back to because it was great for white people. Mm-hmm. He can say yeah. that this is the worst time ever because they don't really give a fuck what we went through prior to when he started no. running. They, they're always telling us to forget about slavery. Forget about Jim Crow. That's well behind us. So as far as they considered, as, as far as they're concerned, if they forgot about it, we should forgot about it. 
So he can say, this is the worst time ever, ever, ever. Because they figuring it, it, it don't matter to them. Jim Crow, the bombing of Black Wall Street, none of that. You know the time when we were trying to th- thrive? We were trying. But because, you know, black people doing well, <laughs> can't have that happening. So now here we are finding ourselves choosing between two candidates. One who at one point called us to call our children super predators. And yeah, she apologized. But you know what? This is our reality, people. And I really wish people would stop doing this. Stop coming to us about when we say something about uh, Donald Trump. Stop reminding us about racist shit that Clinton and her husband said or did in the past because as far as I'm concerned whenever we have two white candidates to choose from both of them are going to be racist it's just a matter of which one's racism is going to be more detrimental to my motherfucking health and my fucking life <laughs> exactly that's what it comes down to exactly. okay well yay she might be racist he's definitely racist her racism ain't going to get me fucked up the way that his is going to get me so that's those are our choices that's my reality so white people who don't understand that shut the hell up we know what our choices are you don't have to remind us of what racism is and what it looks like we know we remember it's all back yeah, in this, here this, this election cycle has gone from the you know the typical pandering that they want to use you for votes to having a candidate who insults right. just large groups groups of ethnic different ethnic groups just goes out and insults mexicans goes out and insults muslims goes out and just says the most ignorant shit in the world he can about different races and we're supposed and that's our choice bring jobs but y'all blacks don't have nothing and this is the worst time in your lives and what you have nothing to lose you might as well vote for me because you don't have you you walk out your door every day and get shot he's not aware that there's different types of black communities and he don't give a fuck and he can say the nastiest shit in the world and so what that's your choice um to, just now um i don't know when we're going to get this out to you but today this trump did speak on the terrence crutcher shooting he did make a statement to the fact that he doesn't know what was going through that officer's mind maybe she you know something's wrong with her and that was shocking because trump has been endorsed by the um the, the country's fop the um union uh the police unions support donald trump because he's very pro-police so for him to say something against the police officer in this case it, it was a surprise but he gives a rally at pastor daryl scott's um the one who comes on the, his um oh. his biggest Cooning, chucking supporter that uh. is on every station, cooning and acting the fucking fool. Yeah. Um, he had the revived from the grave, dug up out of his fucking what slum he was living in. They found him under a rock. Don King, this bitch comes on. Excuse me, guys. I know I cussed a lot in this episode, but anyway, this bitch literally comes on and and introducing Donald Trump <laughs> uses the the real live N word. Not he first he says he was saying if you a Negro and you um you, you if you're rich you still a Negro if you poor you still a ne- I don't know what his point was but he slipped out and actually said nigga he said it and the reaction behind him of Trump and his white supporters were laughter like they heard the funniest defcom joke they ever heard they were bo- laughing in agreement shaking their heads. I could not believe it. I mean, and this is going 
going on simultaneously as we're talking about the, sh- the the people who were protesting last night. It was violence between the police and the protesters over Terrence Crutcher and the man who was killed, who was allegedly reading a book. They said they have a gun. That's going on on one side of the screen. They're talking about that. And then you have Don Bitch-Ass King uses the N-word and Trump and his cronies laugh. They aren't offended. They are shocked because this is how they talk regularly. Mm. When you're comfortable with hearing, they laugh like they wanted to go up there and pat my best and say, yeah, that's right, niggas. Like, that's how they reacted. <laughs> and I was shocked that I'm seeing this on national TV. I'm shocked because this election has been so polarizing, and you think every moment, it can't get worse. There's nothing else he can say or do worse. But when you bring out somebody who says something like that, and you being the presidential nominee behind them, and you don't tap them on the back and say, no, no, we don't need that language. You laugh? And your boys are laughing, clapping hands like they're having a great time. And this is a choice. I, I, I'm out. I mean, it was insult to injury today. I am spent. I am done. I know I'm gonna be a complete bitch at work today. They better not talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm gonna have an attitude all freaking day. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. That's what we got to deal with. I was watching um, uh, CNN afterwards. Angela Rye, and I don't know who this fool was. But here, she was saying, okay, look, because she did. She gave him credit for what he said about the shooting of um, Terrence Crutcher. She gave him credit for that. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't like she was, you had a pull tea. She didn't pinch her nose to do it. She did it. And I was like, okay, see, we can be reasonable. And then... Shortly after that, that's when she said, and you know what? Everything I said about him about that is all gone after that. She said, because here he is laughing at this man standing in a church who's talking about Negro this and Negro that. And then slipped and actually said the real word, which she said, I will not say on television now. I said, he said, nigga, this was this is the thing that he was saying, because I caught bits and pieces of it. But I did hear this a little bit. He was saying that, um, you know, he had a conversation with Michael Jackson and he was talking about the the whole the main idea was that no matter what black people do, no matter what we can accomplish, no how much how much money we make, we're always going to be niggas to them. That was the main idea of everything he was saying. You could you can make a whole lot of money and you'll be a, a rich you'll still be a rich Negro. But and then he said, but, you know, I would say the N word. You can moonwalk and and spin and do everything and you still be a nigga. Oh, then that's when everybody busted out laughing. Now, see, we had this conversation on our show before about certain conversations and language and things that we say amongst ourselves, amongst each other. But there are things that we just ain't going to do and say amongst mixed company. That was one of the that was barbershop conversation right we've heard this right. we've already we've had this discussion about how no matter what we do we'll always be niggas to them and then we laugh about it but you know what we laugh through our pain we laugh out of our pain right at that very moment those right. white men were laughing at our pain there was no laughing with us there might have been some uncomfortable chuckles out in the audience because of who was sitting in the room amongst them while he said that. It might have been regular laughter if it was in the barbershop or the family reunion or you just hanging out with your boys. 
But when you have a man who pretty much took the helm of the birther movement and did everything to discredit the most qualified, most, I'm going to say in air quotes, acceptable and respectable black man that we could have possibly put up for, no- for nomination. And the very thing you tried to do was other him and try to make him less American because of his black roots, because of his African roots, even though he was born in America. This is the man that is sitting in the crowd behind you while you're talking about how we could never be anything but niggas. And he laughs. And this man on CNN was actually trying to white explain why this was acceptable. Well, you listen to the to the rap music and they say and she said saying Negro ain't acceptable either. No, she said, don't do that. You're not going to do that today because he just was not understanding how bad the optics was of this man who has been pegged a racist laughing at a nigger joke, which is probably what white people say all the time. Oh, what do you call a black man with a whole lot of money? What, Hank, a nigger? You know that's the joke he's told so many times. And that's why they were fucking laughing behind him. Because that's a joke that they tell. The shit's funny to them. We're not stupid. We know what the fuck y'all talk about behind our backs. You think that we don't understand. You think your language is so coded that we can't figure it out. We know what you're saying. (laughs) They don't care. That's what it looked like to me. Like that's exactly what it looked like to me. Like they don't give a fuck. They show. I don't give a fuck. We're laughing at you in your face, and this is your presidential nominee. This is your choice. This is it. And ha-ha, what are you going to do about this? This is the worst condition you've ever been in. They've taken away our humanity, our fucking dignity. They have no respect for us, and it's funny to them. And that's why Trump rallies are full to the brim. These people, they're coming out. White people coming out, some white people, not all, but they're coming out in droves to clap and support and cheer. This has been their time. He has mainstreamed racism, mainstreamed hate in a way that hasn't been in this country for the last 50 years. And he's mainstreamed it again, made it acceptable, emboldened them. And this today was the optics of showing that they succeeded in what they tried to do. They're in a black church. I'm doing air quotes. They're in a black church. And somebody, and they're making the joke to, like you said, this wasn't a joke like, Oh, it's funny. We are talking, we're expressing the pain we have to go through. The fact that you can be a successful person, black person, and you still are a nigga to them. It's not a funny, ha, 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 yes, high five moment for us. This is laughing through our pain, like you said. And for them to be fucking knee slapping happy behind them, it's, like I said, the optics were so enraging. That's why we were like, look, we let's throw this shit on the fucking record now. <laughs> <Right>. Because <laughs> it's to the point where... It's to the point where it's they're, they're so insulting to us as a people that we have to – we pronounce our humanity and our dignity every time. And then you were saying something about the president, and I heard somebody, a commentator, say this over the last couple of weeks because Trump finally admitted that – finally admitted. And this is and the president shut him down. I love how he handled it. But the fact that Trump comes out, oh, he was born in the United States. After five years of slandering, saying he's something other, this, that, and the other thing. Think about that. This is what the commentator said. Back in the day, when you were free black during slavery, you had to bring your freedom papers. Because a white person had to write to stop you on the street and ask you if you were legit. The fact that in the 2000s, our fucking, this is the next millennium. Our fuck, we are still at a point where our president, the best we had to offer, this educated, Harvard 
taught professor lawyer was con- congressman he was a congressman too was made forced to show his free his birth certificate show us your paperwork because we as white america don't even believe you and you're the president that is fucking shameful that we live in a country that our president had to be forced to show his fucking free paper and they still don't believe it and this same motherfucker is sitting back on stage having his dancing coon bitch ass motherfucking don king chuck and jive and drop the n-word for them to sit back and laugh because they achieved what they do they minimalized us they said we have nothing we ought to be happy for their fucking handouts they're gonna treat us how we want and here's your dancing coon to prove it Mm. i am enraged at this fucking country right now and you want me to stand for your flag fuck that flag i'll wipe my ass with it if that's how you feel Right. If you can't, if that I could constantly prove my humanity, if Kikot couldn't be a man, if Terrence Crutcher couldn't be a man, all these people who have died and in injustice in in was allegedly served, we gotta still prove our humanity. If my president has to pull his birth certificate out for you, oh, I mean, I need to calm down. <laughs> I'm, I really need to calm down because this shit is infuriating. And like you said, you have a, a son. A, what is Christopher seventeen? He'll be he'll be seventeen. He's got to walk into this world. He's got to walk into this world, a black man. So we've got to be collectively as a people, a family, afraid for that. The way we fear for my brother, the way we fear for my husband, we have to fear for that shit. We got to fear for ourselves. Are you gonna get Sandra Bland? If I get pulled over, will I be calm enough not to scare a motherfucker by my black skin? It's still happening, and it's 2016. And Donald Trump has normalized racism again to the point where it, it's everywhere now, and they are happy and celebrating it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, what do <laughs> I mean? Pandora's box has been open when they when the GOP put him up, and they said this is our guy. All hell broke loose, and it's gonna be hard to put hell back in that box if we can. Yeah. Because now they feel safe. Because one, they see their numbers. You should see them. The, the minute that uh, Hillary Clinton actually stepped out and called them, called the called them out specifically. Basket of deplorables. Do you know what they did with that? They took it and they ran with it. Somebody called me deplorable. Somebody called me, tell me that I'm terrible. I'm gonna feel some kind of way about it. These white folks put the shit on t-shirts and changed their profile names on Twitter to the deplorables. They get to be labeled terrible things, hateful things, and they think they can laugh at it and still expect to win. We get labeled as thugs, Mexicans labeled as rapists, murderers, Muslims labeled as terrorists. If I were to put a t-shirt on that said Fuck, what the fuck you think people are going to say about me? Is that going to be something that people are going to look at and say, that's funny, you should run with that? Could you imagine somebody with a hijab wearing a shirt that said terrorist? See, they don't suffer from the, the repercussions of labels the way they do, the way that we do. They get labeled something, ah, whatever, brush it off, no big deal. Matter of fact, it's funny, we're going to make money off of it. We're going to be proud of it. This is going to be the new yeah. normal. Deplorable is the new normal. The only thing I've ever heard a racist, somebody that, uh, if I've ever heard a white person complain about being called racist, the worst that they can say about being called racist 
was being called racist. You never seen somebody white who was called racist get gunned down because, hey, they might be racist. But you see somebody black because black people were called thugs to get gunned down because, hey, he might be a thug. Hey, that Mexican might be a rapist or a murderer. Hey, that Muslim might be a terrorist. But racist, we live with that. It's okay, that's not so bad. Not until they actually do racist shit and are proven to be racist do they suffer repercussions. And even then, it's not for long. Even then. Yeah, even then. You know, Dylan Roof went and shot and killed nine black people. And they struggled to call it racism. You know, he was a misguided youth and this and that. Oh, it was an attack on Christianity. Right, it was an attack on Christianity first. He's mentally ill. You know, no, that was his his the, the, his excuse. Let's worry about his mental illness. The bitch was holding up Confederate flags and talking racist shit before this happened. But that's not even enough to, uh, he's definitely a racist. No, he's he's got mental illness first. Let's call him that first. And we, and we, we need to, like, just drop this whole alt-right thing. Stop sugarcoating bigotry. Yeah. White supremacists. Racist. Racist assholes. Evil motherfuckers. Call them what the hell they are. Deplorable sounds so nice and pretty. We're the deplorables. Yeah. You can call them. They'll accept being called deplorable. Get bent out of shape when you call them racist. Well, how's that? Right. How's that work for you? You get to pick and choose hmm. what ter- what mean adjective you get to be called. We don't. We don't get that choice. Didn't his tr- his numbers, his polling numbers went up after Hillary Clinton called him his sort of supporters deplorable. More of them came up to support him because of that. Oh, well, you know why? Because the people who were sitting on their hands and sitting on uh, sitting on their racist racism quietly felt pushed in that direction because now they got to prove something. Like, oh, wait a second. I'm not one of them. Look at her. That's terrible. She shouldn't have said that. I'm with you, Trump. Yeah. Because her calling out racism, and, and that's the thing. It's like she said specifically who was deplorable. And mm-hmm. like the ones that were offended, the ones that weren't offended were people who weren't racist or huh. xenophobic or homophobic or whatever she put in that basket. The other people that weren't offended were the ones who knew that they were and were damn sure proud of it. Yeah, I'm racist. Yep. Yeah, I'm xenophobic. Yeah, I hate Muslims. So what? I'm deplorable. Yeah, they're proud of it. So that leaves the offended parties to do. People who were deplorable, but ashamed of it. And mad that they got called out for it. Fix yourself. If you don't want to be that, don't be it. Fix yourself. Well, every time we say we want to have a nice, fun show, America (laughs) does. America does this so anything yeah. you want to America yeah America land of the free <laughs> home of the brave mm. yeah uh-huh. we, look and we didn't even mm. we didn't even talk about how they was fucking up native people for trying to protect their land but anyway that was another yeah. thing it's not even enough time in the, in the episode to like this is this year has been and I think all of us are on edge. Um, I saw something about people being careful with overexposure to for black people to 
be careful the self-care because of all the the police killings and the stuff that's been going on we didn't even touch on the native peoples their struggle for the pipeline we're you would think that this was 1962 or 61 or something this doesn't feel like 2016 so you know just we're all angry together <laughs> just make sure you take care of yourself whatever that is like last night i had to turn to nat geo that saves me i like to look at animals when i i'm overwhelmed with the world i had to watch big cat something i love cats so i was that took my mind away from it for a second but um it's it's real out here people it's really getting real absolutely so um like you said take care of yourself i mean it, it is easy to get caught up on it like i was constantly just on twitter just watching stuff watching stuff and twitter can be just this den of hate and at the same time you can still find a community of support mm. so it's like you gotta watch who it is that you follow and and and, and you know what it's okay to block people can i tell you that if somebody yeah. wants to hop up in your mentions, hop up on your posts and try to argue with you, I'm the type of person where I'm ready to, like, argue them down if I got to. I'm not, not going to let you think you are right. right. There was at one point where somebody came up and said something so stupid and so brain dead that they were clearly one of the people that Trump said was brainwashed enough that they would vote for him no matter what even if he shot somebody if if your candidate is saying that you are so loyal that you will let them get away with anything there's nothing for me to argue with you about that is an argument that will never be won hmm. he does yep. at this point he would actually i don't know he might have to line up like a whole bunch of uh, uh, baby kittens and shoot them square in the head and put him in the arms. And them so, motherfuckers probably it, Right. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm killing him. Second Amendment. They might still. Yeah, they'll still find a reason right. to support that shit. Like, if, if people, even when you're tempted to argue, sometimes just block. That's the best thing about social media is that you can control who is in your circle. You can, Nobody has to have access to you. Block them. Mute them. Report them. Take advantage of that because you damn sure can't do it when you step outside your four walls. You got to deal with these people. And like you said, you got to go to work. I saw somebody, uh, a couple of uh, people tweeting about having to deal with this trauma as black people and then have to go into white spaces and, and deal with white people who just ain't going to get it and probably agree with every terrible thing that happens to us. And we still got to yeah. keep it moving. Yep. All right. Well, maybe next week we'll have something. I, there ain't gonna be too much editing. I'm just all the cussing, all the angering, the stuttering, spitting. I don't know. I think you probably called uh, Colin Coppendick a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm my bad. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to this go back and edit this. Is you just getting it as it is? It's going up tonight. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> as is. As is. Uncut. Nerdy black chicks uncut. <laughs> right. I don't even think there's going to be music in the background. Usually I try to put a little music <laughs> and put a little something in the middle. You're just going to hear it the hell out it is. Yeah. It's like that. All right. Well, uh, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Shibishonuff 
also uh, at JTOL Media. And the Facebook page is no longer the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show page. After what? Two years of trying to get it changed? Two freaking years. Two yeah, years. Two years. To, they wouldn't let me change it, but now it's been changed. So you can go to Facebook.com forward slash JTOL Media. That's just thinking out loud. And Bujato Rising can be found where? Hey guys, you can find me on my Facebook at Bujetto Rising, and you can also find me on my Instagram, guys, at Bujetto Rising. If you follow me, I follow back. You'll see my wedding pics on my Instagram. So follow a sister. Woo! You know what? I'm gonna go look at those. That'll take me to a yeah. You, you you got your Instagram back up? Uh, we'll look on Facebook. I told you I don't <laughs> like Instagram. I don't like it. I tried to set up an Instagram account for the podcast, and they kept telling me, having trouble, can't do it, won't let do it. And then when I had to, um, tried to log back in or whatever, it kept telling me, when I tried again, it said that the name that I had just chosen was taken. So now everything that I tried to log on for the podcast is just in limbo. So I don't know what to do. It doesn't like me. I don't like Damn. it either. Fuck you, IG. Alrighty, so as we always end this goodbye and oh thank you so much for listening please (laughs) yeah i know i should thank you right thank you for listening share the link um rate our show on stitcher itunes spreaker wherever you listen to our podcast get the word out and if you have anything you want to share with us or you've got questions or you've got topic suggestions again go to the facebook page or hit us up at jtolmedia at gmail.com and as always goodbye and good night to all racism we will not bow down to injustice